Hey, what's going on, Purpose People? We want to welcome you to our Path to Purpose podcast, man. I'm your host, Dustin Robinbark, and with me, as always, Mr. A.J. Howard. Say what's up, A.J. What's up, world? Hope everybody out there is having a moto-go kind of day, baby. Absolutely. Let's go. Now, the purpose of this podcast is to let everybody listening to this thing know that it's not that deep. And when I talk about it, I'm talking about life. Everybody wants to wonder what their calling is. What is their purpose? Listen, guys, your purpose is where God has placed you right now for impact, and you are thankful through obedience. So I need you to tune in. I need you to open your ears, and I need you to listen up. And more than that, I need you to keep that let's go energy. And always got to have that mo to go energy. Look, it's time to get right, get live, and get with it. AJ, how we doing tonight, man? Doing good, man. You know, it's homecoming week for uh, the Houston Academy Raiders, man. we got a big matchup Friday night against uh, Abbeville, you know, good athletic team. And, you know, ain't nothing like high school homecoming, man. And, you know, the the weather's changing. It's starting to cool off, actually starting to feel like a little bit of football season. Um, and, you know, we've had a good week of practice so far and just got to keep our foot on the gas. And, you know, hopefully, you know, you got all your themes. Uh, yesterday was pajama day. Today was uh, – you know, favorite album album cover day. I didn't know we had so many rappers uh, and Morgan Wallen fans uh, walking the hallways at Houston Academy. Uh, and then, you know, you got your themes, the cheerleaders, the band, the fans, you know, the support. It's it's all, it's it, you know, it, it's that season, man. It's busy, but, you know, ain't nothing like a high school homecoming week, man. It's all about the memories for the kids. But as a coach, you know, we got to get out there and handle business Friday night. We got to put a party on for the people. For sure, man. So, so I don't know if I've asked you yet this year how how are the Raiders looking uh, on on the football field this year? Uh, we we've been rolling, man. We kind of picked up where we love left off last uh, regular season. You know, we went ten and zero. Um, right now we're four and zero, man. Uh, obviously, with Mo to go, uh, we we really about to hit a tough you know, uh, demanding physical stretch on our schedule the next three to four weeks. Um, you know, we got big matchups with Abbeville this Friday, and then we got Strawn, Op, Northside, big region opponent, uh, you know, the next four games. So, you know, man, you, you, you know, that's the biggest thing. That's the beautiful thing about sports, especially like football. It's so mentally demanding. Um, it's like, yeah, you're 4-0, but it's like you got to think every day you're 0-0. Um, because there's so much work left to do, you know. You you screw it up, you can end up four and six with a losing record, and you know, everything else is meaningless. So, so what's the plan as far as strength-wise during you know, you got Friday night lights, everybody's beat up, banged up. Is it is it are we lifting heavy? Are we lifting light through the actual season? Is it what 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 is it rough ground and pound? What what is it? Uh you know, I'm big on load management, man. And, you know, me and the head coach, we work well together um, as far as, you know, discussing, you know, uh, we have our plan, but obviously, you know, we got some guys that may tote the rock a little bit more than some other guys may play both ways. Um, and those are my guys that I highlight um, and be more mindful of their load management. Uh, one thing we stick by in the Raiders strength program, man, since I've been there, bro, is we're going to squat and we're going to squat a lot. Um, so like Tuesday's our squat day um, and we go up to 90 percent of our 10 rep max. And you got to 
think about it, bro. We got some dudes that are pushing 385, 400 pounds. Some of them, um, 10 reps, uh, that, that, that last set ain't light. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think that's really our key because we really rely on our legs in the fourth quarter and our conditioning. Um, and then, you know, one thing we do, um, that's a little different than most programs is, you know, we, we still stay on a three day a week lifting schedule in season. Um, and that's, you know, cause we're blessed and fortunate with our, uh, class schedule set up at Houston Academy to have a guy like me, a strength coach full time to work kids out, uh, regularly where, you know, a lot of schools lucky to get one, maybe two days in, and then we do upper body on Wednesday and then, Here's the flip is on Thursday, man, we actually go out and we don't do the little helmet with the shorts walk through practice, you know, a walkthrough. We grounding and pounding on Thursday, man, you know, in helmet and shoulder pads. And then we come in and we power clean after practice. So that's how we end our Thursday um, after football practice. You know, when most teams are getting out at four o'clock, we go in and lift power clean, you know, nothing crazy, but, you know, obviously it's soft percentages of maxes. We're still throwing some weight around, but man, it's just crazy how fired up them guys get. Cause they know that's something that's, you know, next level that a lot of, you know, schools are not doing on Thursday. Um, a lot of our opponents are probably at the house and we in here, you know, slamming weight, man, got the music going and it just creates a good attitude, uh, elite mindset going into Friday morning, man, when we get to breakfast as a team and it just keeps everybody sharp, man. Our motto is iron sharpens iron and we can't let our foot off the gas, bro. No, that's it, man. I love that. I love that. So um, you, you reached out to me earlier, man, said you had something on your mind, man. We were talking about, you know, the idea and, and I guess it kind of goes into, to working out too, you know, just being able to, you, you know, where are we weak? What is our, what is our weak points and how do we grow in those and how do we, you know, um, use them to our advantage, you know, so to speak, what's, uh, what, what, what's kind of, what's kind of been on your mind through that? Man, I just got to thinking, you know, uh, uh, me personally, I got some goals um, fitness wise, man, that, you know, I've just been reevaluating. I'm like, bro, you have always been strong on bench. And, you know, contrary to popular belief, the kids joke with me all the time. They're like, coach, you ever work out legs? I'm like, bro, my legs are strong. I'm a baseball player. I don't squat like y'all squat because trust me, bro, that time clock's been punched. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I, I feel pretty, you know, strong in my lower body and stuff but you know I was like man there's something I, I want to really develop I, I've been working on focusing on trimming down my body fat and one of my goals is to get down to eight percent um and you know any normal time man I could be 12 to 13 but I've really doubted in I've got down to nine percent um so I'm one percent away man but I'm like you know what what it was was it was crazy my weakness was I was actually doing too much work. Um, I reevaluated my workout plan and was like, bro, you've been in the gym five, six days a week lifting. Now you can get in the gym five, six days a week if you're trying to drop body fat, but you got to get that cardio, that stair stepper boy in um, and not want to go just, you know, slam the weights. But I got to thinking about how so many people, man, you know, you sit here and you, you know, it's like me, man. People ask me a lot of times like, bro, how I'll get my bench press up? Cause I can, you know, bench, you know, 
315 for reps, which, you know, a lot of cats can't do just walking around. And I'm like, bro, you know, a little of it's genetics, but it's a strength of mine. Um, but I'm like, if you just spend so much time working on your strengths, what if you flipped it and attacked your weaknesses like you do your strengths with the same pride and same consistency and same mindset um, attacking your weaknesses that you as you do your strengths? And then you, how you, you know what what evolves from that is you become more well-rounded, um, whether it's physically, mentally, spiritually. I mean, you dive into the personal development. It's like, you know, you can uh, work, focus on your strengths, know what you're good at. Obviously, that's the key to, you know, no, kind of knowing who you are. But what are you not good at that you need to get good at? And I was like, you know, that applies to a lot of areas of life, man. It's like in, in school, I hated math. I could read. I've always had the gift of gab, bro. I could write you a 10-page essay, and it sound like Shakespeare wrote it. But you get me to that negative B plus or minus square root of, shout out to Miss Daniels and Miss Lisa Towns at Houston County, um, the Pythagorean theorem and all that. I, I struggled with that stuff, uh, you know, but it, 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 wasn't a, it wasn't a strength of mine. But they kind of was like, look, it's just that you're not good at it. You're good at a lot of things, but, you're, you know, you, you got to work at this. Think about it as a strength, turn it into a strength, man. Attack your weaknesses. And I'm like, you know, th that kind of mindset, you can apply to every, uh, er every area of life. Um, you know, go full throttle at your weaknesses just like you do your strengths, man. You know, I, I was talking to a guy just before we jumped on this call. I had a, a coaching call and I was talking to him. I said, man, you know, one of the biggest key things in life is to know where you are. OK, and here's what I told him. Um I said, you, you, you know, we're working on him trying to get uh, some weight down uh, on top of some leadership stuff going and, and trying to grow up that corporate ladder of where he's working at. And I was talking to him. I said, every single morning, um, I said, every single morning I wake up and I step on the scales. Now, some people will tell you not to do that. Some people tell you to do that. For me, I wake up every single morning. And the first thing I do is I go to the bathroom, I step on the scales because it does something right here. If I step on the scales, it is a notification to my brain that I'm in this fight, that I care, that I'm showing up today. I step on the scales, not just to know that number, because here's the thing. Uh, with me, my metabolism's weird. It, that scale will ebb and flow, all right? I might be up a couple pounds tomorrow. I might be down four pounds tomorrow. It's weird, but but I step on the scales for me, AJ, because I want to know where I am, and I want to know that I showed up today. And I told him, I said, if we will attack every single area of our life with that kind of intensity, I said, when time gets tough, when life punches you in the face, bro, you know where you are and you can make adjustments. And I love this idea about attacking our weaknesses because here's the God's honest truth. The enemy, the enemy, the devil, all right, only knows three plays. He runs the same three plays, AJ, on every human, on everybody, and it's the lust of the flesh it's the lust of the eyes and it's the pride of life. And what I told my buddy right before this, I said, you got to know what these three things mean 
lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. We have to know what these are so that we can identify them when they show up. Because no matter what our weaknesses are, right, our, our, just like in school, you mentioned like, same with me, man. My strength is I can write, bro. I published two books, man. I can write. You know what I'm saying? And I can make you like, oh man, I love to read that thing. But now when it comes to math, dude, my, my kids already know, don't get daddy. Don't get daddy. <laughs> I can't, I can't math my way out of a wet paper bag. I don't care. I don't care what it is. It intimidates me. It scares me to death. In fact, in school, and I'll do this to the day, I run from it. I'm scared of it. And so it's just, it just is what it is. And so when, when it comes to me though, in life, when it comes to my foundational beliefs, man, you know, I stand firm on the fact that I can identify those three attacks, man. And I truly believe if we'll identify what our weak the only way to identify our weaknesses is to know where we are. That's it, man. And that's, you know, keeping your center, keeping you grounded, man. You know, I know a lot of dudes and, you know, people in general, man, they're so hyped up on their strengths that that's all they ever talk about. That's all they ever focus on. And then, like you said, man, when life hits them, it's like you don't know what you're weak at, man. But life's exposing your weakness, but you're running from it. And, you know, just like you run to your strengths, I'm like, bro, you become not superhuman, you know, like you're invincible, but there's a certain confidence when you're like, hey, man, look, bro, I ain't running from the overhead math problem, Miss Daniels, but I'm going to stay up here. I'm a, My palm's going to be sweaty. I'm going to be nervous. I'm going to stumble my words. Arms now, heavy. Come, coming from a guy that, you know, can get up in front of thousands of people and play baseball and, you know, speak, whatever, I'm going to be nervous on this overhead, but I ain't running from it no more. I'm going to attack the problem. And we may have to spend 45 minutes, which, you know, the people in the class like, oh, yeah, man, you know, AJ's up here. We're going we gonna to get one problem in today, and we ain't even going to have homework next class coming up in 50 minutes. But I ain't going to run from it, man. It's like, dude, you, you got to attack your weaknesses like you do your strengths. And, you know, you're, are you going to have immediate confidence when you start attacking your weaknesses? No. But it goes back to the podcast we did earlier in the year, reps. The more you rep your weaknesses, the better you get at stuff. It's like what football plays. We got certain plays, our kids know like the back of their hand, dude. They can run them blindfolded. But then there's certain plays that when they get aggravated, practice drags out. You know, oh, my God, we've ran the same play 10 times, da-da-da-da-da. It's like because we're not good at it. Now, guess what? Go about it with the same energy and passion that you do them simple plays that you know. And guess what? This gets simpler and we can move on. And then guess what? We can grow as an offense or a defense because we can get more complex because we're able to handle our weaknesses and not just focus on our strengths and give the opponent something else to think about that they may not have seen us do because we knew we wasn't good at it three weeks ago. Um, and, you know, it's just kind of that gameplay mindset in life. It's, you know, it's like, dude, like get good at what you're not good at. Like put, you're going to have, we all got kinks in our armor, but let's shine it up a little bit, you know? You know, and I think pride, I think pride stops us from really wanting to tap in, you know, to the areas 
that we're not good at because we don't want to be seen as not being good at them. And so, so why, why would I step out and try something new only to watch me fail? And I was listening to a podcast, um, this morning, uh, John Maxwell and, um, Ryan Leak. I love Ryan Leak. And, uh, and he's, he's a, a thought leader, pastor, speaker, you, you know, entrepreneur anyway. And Ryan Leak was talking about, he chases failure and he wrote a book on, on chasing failure, something like that. And he talked about like, at first he, all his leadership stuff was, was just all about never fail, you know, being perfect and on all of that until, until he realized the power of failure was that everybody who was great at something has failed over and over and over and over again. And he said, once I mastered understanding that failure is a part of success, that failure is a part of life, he said, then I could start embracing failures and really start to work on why I failed. Everybody, everybody wants to be successful until they hit a roadblock, until they fail, right? And then we just quit. It's game over. We tried. It didn't work. Where you go from good to great is the people who will have grit, the people who will try over and over and over until life has no choice but to render them what they want because they won't quit. I love um, E.T. and you might have shared it. Um, I love I love what Eric Thomas said about the difference between them and me is I never quit. And so I think that's the that's the thing in 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 our mindset in our hearts man. I think I think we quit in our minds and our hearts long before we ever physically quit. We could have been given 120 but we quit, bro, and we were giving them like 75, 65, 50, and I wonder if we had the audacity before we quit in our heart to understand why we want to quit is because we're we're deficient in some areas. If we could learn to recognize those deficient areas, AJ, and begin to attack those deficiencies, Man, my God, at how much better we would be in the long run. That's it, man. And you, like I said, you can apply this to any area, any age group. You know, if, if you got a kid at home that's struggling with homework academically, um, you know, youth sports, to, to the man or woman that may be going through it, you know, uh, communication in a relationship or marriage or, you know, with your professional career, like, I sew up every day. I work so hard, but I'm still not getting this breakthrough. Okay. Instead of looking at, okay, I'm consistent. That's the strength. I'm the first one in, last one to leave. So my work ethic getting a problem. So you, your work ethic's a 10 out of 10. What are you not good at? How often are you working on communicating and building them relationships with the people in the room at work that are in charge of who's up for the conversation of the big raise or promotion? Are you just somebody that comes in and puts your head down and I'm here 
first and last one to leave and I'm out working everybody. And a lot of that stuff, bro, is we expect people to understand and get our mindset every day when we walk in. Like, I'm the first one here, last one to leave. I'm working my butt off because I want the promotion. They may think the way you carry yourself and don't communicate that you don't give a dang about elevating and moving up because, hey, he's just Bobby's over here staying in this quiet little corner, but Bobby's a reliable employee. He don't want no more. He's been here 10 years and ain't said a word about a penny of a raise. Ain't never tried to, you know, talk it up with the regional directors. Ain't tried to, you know, come to this social gathering dinner. He's just, he's cool. And deep down, you're not because you know what your strength is. I'm a hard worker. I'm going to show up. I'm going to work. My weakness, if you're that kind of person, is you, you're not good at building relationships and communicating. But attack that. Make it a point tomorrow when you get up and go to work to have a conversation with somebody you never talked to. Let it be known you're a personable person. Um, you know, and if you're not deep down in your core, Sometimes in life, bro, you got to fake that till you make that if moving up's what you want. Otherwise, people don't know what you want. It's ain't just like it stepped on your forehead. Like, hey, I'm not happy. I want more. I want this. I want that. You got to let people know, man, that you know what you deserve, but you got to project yourself and attack your weaknesses in a way where you can go get what you want because you ain't seasoned and ready if you think that you're perfect in 10 out of 10 and ain't got no weaknesses. You ain't never going to handle any kind of money, any kind of promotion, any kind of thing, any kind of good. You're going to self-destruct it, bro, because you think you're invincible. You got to admit, bro, that you got weaknesses if you want to get to the next level. So if if that's the case, right, um, you, you know, I think one of the important questions is how do I identify my weaknesses? And, and what I would say, because a lot of people spend more time running from them or not paying attention to them, to their weaknesses, because their strengths are so strong. I can get away with um, my strengths have gotten me this far. So I can I can get away with not attacking my weaknesses because my strengths are so strong. Maybe for some folks, my question is, how do we identify our weaknesses? And my answer to that, I would say, um, get out of your pride and ask somebody. I think that great leaders um, are the leaders who will ask the question of what's it like to work on the other side of me? What's it like to be around me? The person who will ask their wife, bro, I am I am punching some man right in the jaw right now because they would never, they would never, they, they're too man-filled to ask their wife, what's it like to be married to me? They're too manly. They're, they, they got too much pride in them, right? What's it like? to be my kids, right? What's it What's it like to be my boss? What's it like to have me as the employee? I think I think if you're if you're struggling to know, I think just about everybody probably by now has has honed in on some different weaknesses of theirs. But I think it's important to ask people because that does a couple of things. One, it shows vulnerability. And let me just tell you something. A wife, a husband, right? We love vulnerability. We love somebody that's willing to step outside of themselves and say, hey, what do you think, right? 
And so I think it it shows vulnerability. It shows that you care. So that guy that you're talking about, right, that just minds his own business, that just does his work, that has that mental grit to just show up day in, day out and do his job and execute. And he's viewed as a good employee that just doesn't want any better. I think one of the ways that that stops that Right. And also stops from different, you know, your weaknesses overtaking you is to be willing to step out and ask somebody. Just about every job has some type of review. Right. You know what? Don't have a review. Marriage. You know what else? Don't have a review. Raising kids. You know what else? Don't have a review. My health. My finances. Well, your finances do. Your bank statements are pretty good review. But. People don't want to view it that way. And so if if we will shut down, AJ, and we will begin to ask people, what is it like to be on the opposite side of me? I think we might be shocked at some of their answers. And, you know, man, as you were talking about it, I, you know, got to thinking I got a project I got to do. Um, we're having a big physical education curriculum review um, for the PE department, man. And I'm, you know, on the committee and all that for accreditation. And we got to do a SWOT analysis, you know, and it's, you know, you sit there and you think about it and it's a business model. And you talk about your strength, your witness, uh, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. Um, it's like, you know, a lot, have, have you done a SWOT analysis on your life, man? Overall review, um, what, what's your weaknesses? What, you know, what, what's your strengths? What's the threats? What brings upon you weakness? You know, what, what's going to make you self-destruct? And, you know, so many people spend so much time focusing on the strengths that, you know, they, they overlook the, your whole back is your weaknesses, man. You got to tighten them things up because your strengths are always going to be your strengths. That's what you're naturally born to do. Some people's naturally born to lead. Some people, some people's naturally born to speak. Some people are genetically in shape more than others can throw faster, run faster, you know, well, whatever it may be. Um, but what is your weaknesses, man? What, what, what can make you, and I tell you this, like you talk about being vulnerable, your vulnerability makes you way more relatable, man, to a lot of folks. Cause I I've dealt with this personally, you know, a lot of folks on the outside, they see coach, they see athlete, they see, you know, workout, they see motivation, they see intense, they see impassion, they see, you know, all the, all the big, broad alpha male things. But then when they get to talking to me, they're like, Whoa, man, I, I didn't know that about your mom and your sister. I didn't know that about your dad. I didn't know that about, you know, you had your own personal struggles and, you know, you you get in your head too because on the, on the outside, man, it's like, that's, I need to be, and, you know, I tell them, I'm like, bro, there's times in my life where I've been guilty of not seeing what you see. Like you see this and you think this, I wish I had that in me. I wish I viewed myself how y'all viewed me sometimes. But then there's times it's like, hey, bro, would you really like how you're looking right now? You need to pump the brakes and check yourself up on some things. Um, And then, you know, like you get to talking to people about that stuff and then they get to see the real you and they're like, man, you made me feel like I can go talk to my wife about anything now because it's like if this dude who I thought was like, you know, had no, you know, glitch in the matrix, opened up and having this real conversation with me, 
And I'm like, you can't have that real conversation with the person that you're sharing life with every day, that you're raising kids with, that's your livelihood and her livelihoods at stake together. Like, bro, you need to go have that conversation with her or with that man or whatever, that your kids or whatever it may be, man. You need to get it out. You need to be vulnerable because guess what? We, a lot of us men, we want to be tough guys. We ain't got no weaknesses. You know what my weakness is, bro? admitting that I have weaknesses, <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? And communicating yeah. about some things. You know, I can, I can relate to that because, you know, um, everybody hears, you, you know, whenever I go to whatever, wherever I'm at and yelling the let's go and they see all that. And it's like, man, that's showy, man, that's flashy until you, until you sit down and you hear the story about the heart of where that came from. And exactly. I, and I always say this. I always say never judge somebody, right? Until you know their heart, right? And 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 you shouldn't judge at all, but you know what I'm saying? Like like never never here. judge a book by its cover, right? Never judge somebody until you know their heart and their intent. And when people discover the 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 realness behind the let's go about the breath being in your lungs and experience the so many losses and the brevity of life, it's like Oh my God, like I never had, I never knew that about you, just like you were saying. And it's like, yes. And so, and so that's where it comes from is I know that, that, you know, my calling in this life is to impact as many people, right, as I possibly can, because I have the gift and the curse of knowing just how quick this life flies by. Okay. And it is, it's a gift and it's a curse. And so it's something that's always there. It's always right here. I just, I just know it's, I'm, I'm, I'm in check with it. And so I can use that to my advantage or I can use that as fear to strike me dead. Just, you know what I'm saying? And so, but the key to really being successful and using that is being able to uncover that while I might be passionate, you know, zeal and passion doesn't necessarily translate to effectiveness, all right? So the Apostle Paul, I think about him, you know, he was zealous, he was passionate. I'm gonna kill all these Christians, right? Because they're 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 in the way of, you know, the our, our Jewish culture, right? And so he was full of zeal, he was full of passion for the wrong thing. And then through a divine encounter, right, he has a heart uh, change and a heart shift and becomes a devout follower of Jesus, lead, beginning the uh, uh, greatest evangelism journey uh, uh, known to man, in one of my opinions. And so, you, you know, it's like, okay, what what had to change? He had to face the truth and he had to do something about it. And I think for us, man, AJ, as men, I think a lot of times we know the truth. We know. We know the right answer. We know the wrong answer. We don't want to do anything about it out of fear, out of pride, out of whatever thing it may be. Sometimes it can even come from a good place. Because when I was explaining to a buddy of mine about the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, I was like, sometimes... You can be prideful and it come from a good place. 
He's like, man, I don't understand. Like, like, what do what do you mean? I said, okay, I got a family right in right outside those doors. I've got a I've got a family, okay. And AJ could ask me to do something. Yes, I'll take that. Somebody else, hey Dustin, I need yes. Hey, can you do yes? Hey, can you? I need you to yes. Everybody, give me your problems. Everybody, give me your weight. Everybody, ask me what you need from me, and I'll take on all of the things, and I can neglect them, all because I was too prideful to say no because I want to look like I have the bandwidth to handle it, right? And and we're not designed to carry everybody's everything, bro. We can't do it. No, no. And that is, that is, man, that, that, that is so much truth in that statement because, you know, um, with you doing, you know, speaking and also being in the, in ministry, you know, being a part-time pastor, um, you know, you, you're like a coach, you got your life coaching business also. And, you know, doing what I do, doing football, baseball, strength training, baseball lessons, you know, personal training, trying to get my foot in the door in the speaking game, you know, working on trying to get my, it's like, man, you got AJ wanting to go so many places, but a lot of that platform that you've created and been blessed to be on, there's a lot of people pulling. And sometimes, man, it goes back to one of our old podcasts, you know, knows a complete sentence. Um, Sometimes you got to put the pride boy down and be like, I can't, I can't come deal with you right now. I can't talk you through this because you know what? I got to focus on me right now. I got to look at what I'm trying to do and what I want to go. And me and mine trying to break bread and eat. But, you know, I'm trying to create a seat for you at my table one day. But that table ain't got that seat yet. I ain't got room. I ain't got enough room on my table or my plate for another person's problems today. Get back with me tomorrow and really putting that boundary up, man. And that that's another weakness of mine is I'm a yes man. You know, hey, man, you want to load up and go play golf today. You want to load up and go to the beach. You want to come over and cook out. You want to, you know, can can you get my son in for this lesson? And it's like, man, you don't work 15 hour day. Come on, man. What's the 16 hour day? It's like at some point you got to you got to understand your weaknesses. You commit to everyone else, you got to flip the switch some days, my man, and commit to you and what it is that you want to do. You got to get your content together. You got to get your thoughts in order. You got to get you in alignment and you can't take this on because my weakness I know is that I say yes to a lot of things and it burns my plate and pushes my fires on the back burner, but my fire needs to be on the front burner because the better I get, the better everyone else around me gets, right? So that's where attacking your weaknesses and knowing your boundaries on your weaknesses and knowing what you need to put down and what you need to attack on that side, man, so important. Well, that's what I was going to say is putting down is not coming from a place of, of just trying to say yes to other things. It's also my 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 putting down is a a stepping into some of those other areas that I can pick up like my weaknesses and and right now we're out of balance and so we have these really big strengths we have these really low weaknesses and it's like that wheel of life that if we put all of our strengths on a wheel and we put all of our weaknesses on a wheel and we try to pull the wagon, that wheel is clunky. 
That wheel doesn't make sense. That wheel won't turn and it's out of balance. Our life is out of balance, bro. But the moment that we begin to make room for our life, the moment that we start to make room for our weaknesses and our hurts and our pains, and we're able to start tapping in to some of that and really allowing ourselves to feel, right? And allowing ourselves to be vulnerable and go and do these things. The moment we start to bring those weaknesses up and we can counterbalance some of that, you, you know, some of that balance issue that we're having in our lives and that wagon starts to pull all the more freely and we can live a better life because of it, bro. That's it, man. And as you were talking about that, I got to thinking about, you know, your vehicle. You don't just take your your fourth wheel off and ride around with three. You get your tires rotated. You get your tires balanced. And like you were saying, man, it ain't just removing something. It's just sometimes in life, bro, that wheel of life, you got to reorganize, you got to resituate, you got to maneuver, you know, just like you rotate your tires to keep the tread even, keep your life that way, man. Understand there's a season where Dustin needs to be focused on the gym and the weight loss. And then there's a season where Dustin needs to be focused on the family. There's a season where AJ needs to be locked into the football, to the personal development, to the baseball season. I mean, it just, you know, there's seasons of life, man, but we try to ignore the weak seasons of life and just stay stay in the season of what we're good at. And it's like, man, you're really missing out. Um, for me, one of my weaknesses, man, for a lot of my life, you know, talked about my dad passing a couple of weeks ago, man. One of my weaknesses that I realized about four years ago was that I, I'm mad at somebody who I know deep down truly loves me. That was a weakness because it made me feel angry, like I couldn't trust nobody, like, oh, you know, and you you try to avoid being the victim because you're so strong. But really, you just playing yourself into a victim because guess what? When everything goes bad and you get mad and you blow up at somebody and or you push somebody who really cares about you away, it's like, bro, you don't really bother me. My dad didn't even have nothing to do with me. You think you getting mad at me or yelling at me or walking out of my, whatever it may be, it was always that crud. It's like, bro, that's a weakness. You can't keep living life like that. Um, so instead of running from it, I went and had that conversation with my pops and, you know, got to enjoy the last three and a half, four years with him, man, on good terms. And ever since his passing, bro, it was like it was a merge of Albert Jeffrey Howard Sr. and Albert Jeffrey Howard Jr., like a perspective. And I was like, none of that would have happened. None of that shift, that growth, that mindset, that spiritual, that fuel, that fire that he had, he just didn't know how to direct it. And I, I have it, and i kind of been better at directing it in my life. Like, it gave me, like, it filled my cup even more. Um, And it's like, bro, honor your father every day because you do have the direction that he lacked. But you never would have had it, bro, had you not attacked that weakness with your relationship with him to be able to turn it into a superpower. No, that's good, man. That's good. And and as we kind of we kind of got to bring this thing to a close, I want to encourage the listener. Um, you know, we hear motivational gurus. We hear people, you know, on on social media. They They say it all the time. This is your season. This is your season. And my thing is, is like. You know, this this is a season. This is a season. It can't be everybody's season, bro. It just can't. It just can't be. But I'll tell you what it can be. 
this can be a season of rebuild for you, for the listener. This can be a season for rebuilding, right? This could be a season for strengthening. This could be your season. This could be your season to go full throttle right now, to go full throttle. And the only way that we're going to go full throttle in this life is to recognize our weaknesses and be able to bring our our weaknesses to a level that only adds value to our strengths, even, you know, furthermore validating what we're good at. But the only way to do that is we got to have some humility. We got to be willing to ask folks, what's it like to be on the other side of me, right? We got to be willing to be vulnerable. We already learned that vulnerability makes us relatable. So the very thing that you're afraid of, the very thing that you're scared of is the very thing that God wants to use to put you into miracle territory, right? To do those things that are going to stretch you beyond your strengths. Now we're talking about tapping into those weaknesses. This is what separates good people from great people, okay? We're talking about going from good to great. The only way to do it is to be full throttle, to run towards failure, right? Because we know that failure is going to happen. And no matter what, man, for us, I want to keep that let's go energy. Close us out, AJ. And, you know, that is so true, man, in life. Let's just get up and attack our weaknesses. Let's attack our life with full throttle mindset, man. Understand, make a list. Hey, I'm good at this. I'm not good at that. I got to get good at what I'm not good at. And then only my strengths will keep getting better. You deserve to win, man. It may not be right now. And like Dustin said, it may not be your season, but it's coming. But you can't put it down and walk away from it just because it's hard. Don't quit. Keep that moto go energy all all the way up and keep your foot on the gas full throttle man this life's meant to be lived and you were created to win have a motor go kind of night ladies and gentlemen come on